I'm just going to read to you about this young boy who's about 10 years old. Was alarmed at the, he was alarmed at the number of starfish that had washed up on the beach. They would all be dead in a short time if not rescued. He was running along the beach, throwing as many as he could back into the water. An amused man who had been watching called out to the boy, Boy, there must be a million of these things in the beach. How do you figure you're going to make a difference? The boy picked up another starfish and flung him back into the sea. And the boy said, It made a difference for that one, Amen. if only for one. And we got to realize that we are faced with many problems on this earth that we'll never solve, like those millions of starfish on the shore. Sometimes we make a dent in them. We read about malnutrition and starvation stealing many, num <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> many numbers of lives in other countries. And I guess, like yesterday, what we saw on TV uh, in <clears throat> yesterday that ISIS beheaded that Japanese journalist who was a hostage. This here is all, all these things getting worse and worse. Even people in South Africa, they suffer from poverty. We read about uh, so many killing, unbelievable numbers of political enemies in foreign countries. What can we do? There's no way one person can negotiate his, a peace, like say with ISIS. How can we fix all the scandals or stop corruption that's going on among the politicians? There are so many hurts and turmoil and so many magic, tragic, excuse me, circumstances. What can one person do? One witnesses to another and another witnesses to another and produces generations of believers. This is what the Lord is trying to show us. We're thankful that the little boy we just spoke about didn't give up. He could have just walked away. He knew more starfish could die than he could rescue. But he cared enough to make a difference, if only for one. If only for one. That's what the Lord is trying to explain to us. And there was that... Um, paper that we got on the, um, I don't know if it was on Facebook, but we got it on the email, and that was listing all the, uh, what were they, what was that saying? They're all my position, Attorney General, the CIA had just converted to, to, to Muslim. The, all the Muslims, starting with Obama, and naming, naming. There might be about 50 names on there of all the Muslims that are in positions to make decisions for this country. It's, it's really amazing. I have to give you out that copy. We'll make that copy up for them.
but it came in this early this morning to know what the things are that are going on, but we make a big difference, one at a time, one at a time, glory to God. Would you turn with me to our first scripture in Luke chapter 15, praise God. And there we're going to read verses 1 to 24. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and the sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners, sinners, and he eats with them. And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he laid it on his shoulders rejoicing. You see that he, uh, he will pick up that, that animal and he will have that animal rest on him, right on his shoulders. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying unto him, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you, that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the piece, the coin, which I had lost. Likewise, Jesus is saying, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. He's explaining how the Lord is thankful even for one at a time that who we witness to. And as we pray for those persons, sometimes even when you just give them the message, they'll accept Christ right then and there. Glory to God. doesn't matter if it's one at a time. And in verse 11, he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. He did. He gave the son what would be his, even though it was ahead of time. And in verse 13, not many days after the youngest son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, and there wasted all that substance with riotous living, all the money that was going to be his later on, he took it and he used it all up probably with the drinking and good times. 
And in verse 14, And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him that even having this job didn't help him, that he was hungry. Verse 17, And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. He was realizing what was going on with all there, those with the father, and that if he had stayed there, he wouldn't have had this hunger problem. I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. And they began to be merry. They began to be merry. So we see that the father forgave him. Possibly the father was even praying for him while he was away. And he realized that he never should have left, but how blessed he was. And, and just look at now verse 32. It was me that we should make merry and be glad. That's what the father called. This thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found because the brother got jealous and he didn't like that what the father had helped his brother. And that's why he said, it was fitting that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost. And he is found. He is found. Glory to God. That's what the Lord is showing us, that there is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents than over the 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Only, if only for one. One at a time. And they will bring in more others to the Lord. That's what the Lord is trying to show us over and over to us, over and over. At a Promise Keepers rally, there was a marvelous demonstration when all the lights were put in the stadium and one was shut 
in the stadium. And one man lit a candle, and he touched it to the candle of the person on his right and on his left. Each of them began to light the candles next to them. In a short time, the stadium radiated with the light of 500,000 candles in the same way. When one person makes a difference in the life of another, it has a phenomenal effect, if only for one. You can make that difference for one. I know all of you. You can't even count how many you probably have brought to the Lord. But just think about how many each of them have brought to the Lord. The good fruit that came from what you have done throughout your life, ever since you were saved, and how you have passed it on. All of us have eyes to see what's going on around us. In America, there's a breakdown in the homes. More than a million times last year, came a lot came, uh, there was a, uh, what was happening in the courtrooms and still are. Judges are pronouncing the word divorce granted more and more than ever, ever before. We can't resolve all the marriage problems in the world, but we can resolve to love our own mates. What's right under our noses, to love our own mates and our children. We may never be able to help each troubled child out there, but we can reach out to one, one. We can spend more time with our own children and give them love. You can commit each child to the Lord. Commit them to the Lord. Sometimes it may be a little difficult, depending on their age of the children. Because sometimes when they're older, they're thinking more about being made fun of. They don't want the others to uh, call them names or anything. But if they see how you are as a Christian, you will show them the love of Christ in many different ways, and they too will do likewise. Glory, glory to God in spite of, especially for the teenagers, it's, something that they find very hard to tell others that they're Christians. And we've got to remember that. I know like I'm a real pest with my great-grandchildren. And I'm after them all the time. Always having pins ready to pin them up when there's something showing that shouldn't be showing or whatever. But that's the way I am. Praise God. And they look at me. They just look at you and say, again, again, Graham, you know. And even to see, like I said, over and over, I am shocked at how they are allowed to go to school, be dressed in some of the ways that they go. And that's their answer. We can dress like this in school. So in other words, they mean keep quiet. 
don't tell me. I said, well, that doesn't mean that it's right, you know. So praise God, praise God. We know that even when we have a play, or in fact, even if there's a wedding, that bridal party, if they come in with <clears throat> very low things on, I've got the cakes ready, I'm telling you. Because in God's house, they're not going to do it. Amen. Praise God, praise God. Amen. We've got to show what the Lord wants. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He loves them anyway. But he wants them to do the right thing too. Glory, glory to God. In Galatians 6.10, it says, Be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we not faint. Mm -hmm. So that means we can't help all the poor and down and out. But as the Bible says, let us do good to all, especially to the family of God, as the Lord gives opportunity. And you know something? The Lord gives us opportunity every day. Don't let those opportunities pass. Because we know, we know so much going on that we know we're getting closer and closer to the end time. End times. We can bless so many. I'm not saying that you got to strangle them or push it down his throat. I'm not saying that. But let them see your love of God. And they too, you'll be surprised. They'll turn around and ask you sometimes, why, why are you like that? I remember many years ago, my cousin Carol, they, they live, uh, where are they now? Carol and Bob, where do they live? Vermont. Yeah. Well, she would come and she'd come for tea and we were talking and I'm looking at her across the table and I'm saying to myself, mm, because uh, she had recently married my cousin Bob. And uh, I'm thinking to myself, mm, I, don't, I don't know if I should say something or not. And I said to her, oh, I said, uh, what are you? Uh, you're a believer? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I, I believe in God. I believe in God, you know. And as we're talking, she looked at a, a plaque that I had on the wall about salvation. She said, but I don't know what that means. Oh, I said to her, and I, I spoke to her. And she was looking at me and looking at me. And she put her head down. And so then after she, as she looked up, she said, well, can I do that? Yes, yes, Carol, you can. So she said, when, when can I do that? I said, now. So we prayed together. Well, that was the Lord, I'm telling you, because from then on, she would even stop people on the street, giving the message of God. Because she was so grateful for what the Lord had done in her life. And she came to know the Lord. And up until today, they serve the Lord in the church where they are up there in Vermont. Glory to God. But this little woman, because she was tiny, that came in that didn't know the Lord. When she left and said that prayer, it did change her life. One, one one at a time. Glory to God. 
if only one, it's okay. We don't have to get a bunch of people saved. One at a time is just fine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Branch of Faith Church has helped many families in crisis, so we can understand the joy of that little boy who tried to save the starfish. We'd love to help all the hurting families, but we know that we have helped many, and our prayers will turn the hearts of many other churches to do likewise. So glory to God. That's something that we believe others will do the way we do, not only for the holidays, but we always did that all year long. If we remember when we were there on uh, Jane Boulevard and the schools would call us, even if a child didn't have the money, the parents didn't have the money for something that they needed, they would call us and we would go and get it for them. Even sometimes, as you know, I've probably said it a hundred times, that child that was in the, the chorus and she didn't even have a dress to wear for the chorus when they were going to perform. And so we went and got her, um, what do you call that, when you get them a card from the store, oh, right? Gift card. Gift card. Gift card. Because how could I pick out her dress? You sure. Know? So <laughs> we gave her that from you, from you. You have done a lot of that over and over, one at a time. One at a time. Praise God. Praise God. When we had the store and uh, there was that uh, depth uh, building not far from us that a lot of times the children that were there were far away from their homes and around the holidays because we were uh, by the railroad a lot of them would come in as they were going to take the train back home and this one girl ran in while I was there by the register and she said oh she said here and she put down some money and I said uh, what is that she said when I came in and I had nothing she said, you gave me a book about Jesus, and I just want to return that to you and tell you, I'm saved, goodbye, I'm getting the train home. And I looked at her and I said, Lord, look at this. You yeah. let us see the good fruits. That was one out of 50. Yeah, more than 50, yeah, amen, amen. We, uh, there was a lot of things that happened when we had that store because our family knows they used to come and help us all the time. In fact, when before we even moved into that store, we were gone in to clean up and Marie had the... Which one was it that you had? Was it Cheryl in the carriage? Yeah. And she'd go, Ma, there's all the ants on this rug. I'm running out, you know. Which we didn't even know, but we had to have that cleaned and taken care of. But from that, that first day, how the Lord used that store yes. in many, many ways. Praise God. You know, I think a lot of you know how you were able to help a lot of people through whatever you bought to give out. To give out the tracks and everything else, you know. It, it was amazing. Even that time with uh, Gail, she was at the counter. I hope. 
And I was talking to her and praying for her, and all of a sudden she fell back in the spirit. But, you know, the store was small. There was a rack of tracks right behind her. There's she a knocked, thousand tracks. I just put the, I just finished it. Yeah, she knocked the That's tracks. That's the first time I saw the left in the toilet bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she remembers when she used to come to Bible studies where you that used to sit. Seat. The twelve bowls, you know. <laughs> but praise God, through that, a lot of people <laughs> joined us when they heard that we were praying. Yeah. We got to know other people, and people. they not only got saved, but they, they went on yeah. to get others saved. See, uh, that's why the Lord says, if only for one, right. if only for one, the fruit that God will give them for him, praise the Lord. That's that's what he's really trying to tell us here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So would you turn to Mark 16, verse 15? Thank you, Lord. Okay, Mark 16, verse 15. And he said, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's a promise to us who are saved. And to those that you get saved. But it's so important that we remember even these signs... Uh, they shall take up serpents. In other words, no matter what what you touch, that is, if it's bad, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. That's you. Nothing can hurt you. When you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. That's the promise of God. To each and every saved person, watch it, watch for it, believe it when you pray, when you talk to people, when you get them saved, glory to God, tell them that that's going to be their inheritance too in Christ, hallelujah, 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 nothing shall harm us, it tries, but you're the overcomers. You're the overcomers, and you pass that on when you get people saved. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is true. Uh, here, what this is saying here, that um, some insurance men call themselves E-M-G-A-M. And that means every man get a man. Every man get a man. It is pure joy to make a difference for even one start making a difference in your own life. You really can't change anyone but yourself. 
So we've got to be saved for. You read all about the alcoholics, the unfit parents, thieves, liars, gossipers, troublemakers in the world, along with drug pushers and terrorists. Some are in our neighborhood, workplace, and maybe some of our relatives. We don't have to be any of these. We have the power of choice. We can serve in Christ's blood bought church, even if everyone else takes another route. No force on earth or in hell can keep us from living right and going to heaven when we die. And that's what you are passing on. That even to these people, every man get a man. Don't worry about getting a lot saved. Every man get a man, one at a time, one at a time. And they'll continue doing it, a chain, chain reaction. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the book of Acts in chapter nine, uh, we read about Saul was persecuted by the Christians and then when he got saved on the road to Damascus, he met the Lord Jesus one on one. Jesus with Saul. And look what he did. He's even in the Bible about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be added to the Bible too. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord makes a difference in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Would you turn with me to 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 to 11? New Testament, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11. that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God, and such was some of us. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is telling us how the Lord cleaned up all these here prostitutes, drunkards, swindlers, and adopted them all into his family. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord can do it, but he looks to us to be his real servants and to show Christ in everything that we say and do wherever we are, especially in our own homes. You know, a lot of times we just lay down our God G-U-A-R-D, not our G-O-D. And we get angry at one another. We've got to remember that. 
We've got to remember that even at home, one at a time, the door of the human heart must be opened from the inside. Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts to make a difference in the world. In the world. That's what he is showing us over and over again. Hallelujah. But remember what he says to us. By his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Would you turn to Isaiah 61? Thank you, Father. And we're going to be reading there one to three in Isaiah 61. Okay? The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, even those that mourn, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that the Lord may be glorified, that the Lord may be glorified through us. That's why I said that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Even those that mourn, he does. He gives them beauty for all those ashes, all that sorrow. He is there one at a time, each one, the comforter. Glory to God. And he wants us to know that he calls us trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, so that he be glorified. Not us, but he. And we know none of you, none of you look for that glory yourselves. But he is saying to us, when you feel that you're under attack for any reason, as you go before him, he will speak to your heart. He will let you know. Each of you are mature Christians. You know when it's witchcraft. You know if it's words from somewhere. You, you know how to rebuke it. Nine times out of ten, it's because you just got someone saved. Or because you're thinking of going to witness somewhere. But the enemy doesn't win because you are the one who is doing it one at a time getting them saved hallelujah they're the plant and they'll be they will be the planting of the Lord just like you in Jesus name amen, amen.